Blog Talk Radio. great song. What a great way to open up the show for today. Um, welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And uh, this is Holly Steffi. And today um, I am missing my co-host. Um, I don't know, Monty, if you have a way of Monty Melnick on hold. Monty, if you have a way of reaching Spencer and seeing if he's going to call in or not, um, that'd be great. Maybe you can call back in. Um, but I do have Ed Stasium on the line as well as Monty Melnick. And uh, Ed Stasium is an all-around uh, just wonder, wonder person. <laughs> He's done everything from playing in a band to being um, on that end to now the, then the technical end and worked with so many amazing people um, like, uh, you know, of course, the Ramones, the Smithereens, Motorhead, uh, the Talking Heads, Mick Jagger, uh, just so many people, I, endless amounts of people. Also the Misfits, the Chesterfield Kings, I'm sure we'll fill in. Joan Jett, we'll just fill in, and I'm going to uh, have Ed give out his website too. 
But what's really cool about this whole thing is Ed started in a band and then went and progressed into the technical end and actually um, uh, recorded and mixed his first gold single, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Midnight Train to Georgia at Ventura Sound. Adventure Sound, I'm sorry. I'm saying Ventura, Venture Sound. Um, anyway, with that, um, I do want to bring Monty Melnick in the room as well as Ed. And I'm not sure if anybody's been able to reach out to Spencer or not. But uh, Spencer Drade, if you're out there, um, call in. We're waiting for you. And uh, I'm going to bring everyone into the studio. And a little bit of trivia on that song that we opened up with. Monty played all the guitars on that song, right, No, 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 no. (laughs) I wish I did. I would have gotten some credit for that. (laughs) Yeah. I'd get some checks for that one. Yeah. Does anybody know where Spencer is? Welcome, Ed, by the way. Howdy. Do you know where Spencer is? I don't know where Howdy. he is, but I know where I am. I'm in beautiful downtown Poway, California. <laughs> I'm yeah, out in I'm beautiful in New York City. Are you in the city, I'm Monty? In where are you? Northern. Yeah, Queens, New York City. <laughs> Fabulous Queens. Not far, far, not far from Forest Hills. <laughs> Home of the Ramones. I'm going to leave for a minute. I'm playing words with friends. <laughs> That's great. And I'm in uh, rainy, rainy, rainy Northern California today again. Um, rainy. Yeah, I think the sky's crying today due to all the uh. craziness in the world. We won't even go there. Nope. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to do was um, I wanted um, Ed to um, introduce himself to everyone because, I mean, Ed, you, you kind of are – you came from a very interesting – way you were in a New Jersey group called Brandywine and then you left the band and had a chance meeting with uh, a couple guys and uh, started you know working in on the technical end and also the creative end which and worked with some iconic musicians so I thought maybe you could um, introduce yourself to us and Monty do you mind maybe reaching out to Spencer and then calling back in could you do that for me because I can't do it on my studio line here. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll mind? hang up and call back. Huh? If you yeah, want me to, right I'm surprised he's not calling. All right. Bye. I am too. That's why I'm worried because um, he never misses a show. Mm. So, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I wanted to let everyone know the chat room is open and also wanted to let everyone know the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also um, on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio as podcast as an immediate download. So, Ed, I'm so excited to have you here because, I mean, when I saw your um, list of the people that you've worked with, I mean, it's just amazing. Um, so I really can't ask you. I, I'm going to ask you some ha- you have to be there moments, but let's go back. Let's talk about the beginning and how you uh, got into, you know, the entertainment music industry. Let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, yeah, I just fell in it. I really literally fell into it. I didn't plan it, mm-hmm. didn't go to school for it, kind of just hacked my way through, you know, faked it. Wow. I've been faking it for mm-hmm. 40 years. There I go. <laughs> Still well, faking it. it. really well. <laughs> and that's, they, they, as a matter of fact, Paul Simon wrote that song about me, faking it. Oh, are you kidding? That's funny. Let me bring, okay, I got Spencer. Oh, oh hi. hi. Spencer, you're <laughs> finally here. What? What? Hi. Did Monty call you? Hi, Ed. Monty calls back in. Hi, Spencer. Mont- well, Monty's doing? calling you. 
Monty's calling you right now, Ed. So, I, I mean, uh, Spencer. So, uh, you may want to call Monty and tell him to call back in because he's trying to reach you. Is that oh, a word? I don't have he's always trying. I don't have his phone. He's number. always trying uh, to do something, always? and Monty's always getting it together for everybody, as he did with the Ramones for ever. Oh, there's there he is. Let me bring him on real quick. Monty, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I just got his answering machine. I don't know. Maybe he's drunk under the table he's again. He's on the phone. No, yeah, I was on the. No, I was on with oh, Apple. Oh, there you are. Off. I had to get off. He's he's so drunk he's on the air with us phone. now. What's going <laughs> okay, on? Cool. I had to, to hang up and call you, Spencer. Come on. <laughs> hey, okay. Monty. Right. I'm back. Yeah. I'm That's back. what Monty does. Monty, like Ed said, yeah. Monty puts everything together. So Ed was, um, what I thought I'd do real quick is Ed filling us in a little bit about how he fell into the industry, and we mentioned a lot of the people that he worked with. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Monty since he only has 40 minutes, and we'll talk a little bit about um, how they met and uh, the work with that they had done together. And then we'll talk about all the other things. So, Ed, continue, carry on, and um, let's give your website out real quick. Oh, yes, it's uh, it's my name, edstasium.com. That's easy, E-D-S-T-A-S-I-U-M.com. And it hasn't been updated in like five or six years, but, you know, okay. so it goes. <laughs> well, it's pretty strong. Yeah, I don't have the, I love uh, the website. I don't have the ability to do that. My uh, Actually, my ex-wife uh, put it together, and she did a great job. But um, yeah, she's not on staff anymore, so she doesn't update it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I can understand that. Yeah, um, at com. Yeah, people can reach me through there. They can email me, um, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Um, my discography is up there. There's a few things missing as it yeah. has been updated. But I, I think the last updated news was when the Ramones were uh, inducted into the um, that Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. Quite a while ago. I think that was in 2011. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind so of there you cool. go. That's my website. So, what do you want to know? Where do you want me to start? Uh, well, start with your life. life now. Oh, Lord. Yeah. We'll be talking what for eight said, hours. It was so well, you worked, on, you worked on some amazing I albums. I mean, started. we could. Hang on a second, guys. One at a time, please. I you know. started with some amazing. Al- name some of the. I mean, you worked uh-huh. on some amazing albums for we Sire. I know, like, like yeah. uh, Ramones. Uh, oh yeah, Holly has already gone through that. Yes, she has. Yeah, you missed okay. it. You missed it. You missed it. But Pay attention. Here, okay, I missed again. it. Sorry. No, we love you. We love you. We want. We want to go over it. So let's get into like Ed was saying. He fell into the industry. I was saying how he started out in music, playing in a band, and then, um, you know, got into the right. technical yeah. creative end of it, which is beautiful. So, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I had an interest that. in music uh, when I was a kid. Um, my parents were not very musical people, but they always had music around. They had, uh, you know, radios in the house and um, always listened to uh, Martin Block's Make Believe Ballroom on, you know, <laughs> on WOR in New York. I was yeah, a Jersey yeah. kid. And um, I got interested in playing the piano uh, through a acquaintance of my dad's in Pennsylvania, oh, in a little awesome. town called Einan. Uh, this guy, mm-hmm. Alan, Alan Carpinetti, was a pal of my dad's, and they had a piano there, and I started playing it. And uh, their daughter, Barbara, was a good piano player. 
and she taught me a few things, and I got interested, and uh, my parents, at about seven years old, started taking lessons. Um, I was just, a, you know, putzing around with it. I, I, I've never been an accomplished instrumentalist at all. I can, that's why I love the Ramones so much, because, you know, they're about as accomplished as I am. I'm a simple player, and so were they, but they had the feeling. And I started with piano lessons, and I got interested in guitars, and I got interested in tape recorders. And the fascinating thing about this entire story was that my parents were very supportive of my my arts, of my art, and they both worked in blue-collar jobs. In the my mom worked for Johnson and Johnson in New Jersey. My dad worked for Western Electric, and they would save up enough money for, so that every Christmas they would get me a a cool Christmas present. So even before guitars, I got interested in tape recorders. I got interested in tape recorders because I went to a New Year's Eve party with my dad's co-workers as a little kid when I was 10 years old and saw a tape recorder for the first time, and I was fascinated by it. And the next, a year later, I got a little Japanese transistor, three-inch reel, uh, battery-powered tape recorder, and the batteries were worn out in about an hour. Uh, I had to go to the only place that would, was open on Christmas to get new batteries, and that went on until the following year when I got an electric tape recorder, and I started oh, wow. recording my, the piano, and I started recording friends, and a friend came over, a friend of a friend came over with a guitar, and I recorded him, and it continued through there, um, and then I got interested in guitars after this buddy Wayne DeRosa came over. And he, that cat had a Gretsch Country Gentleman. This had to be in like 19, boy, 63 or something. I, I wonder whatever happened to that guitar. And I just furthered my interest in guitars and tape recorders. Got a, a got an acoustic guitar the following Christmas, and it just went on. Then an electric guitar, a K guitar, and then. As I got a little older, I got a job and at Shoprite. I think Shoprite is actually still existing <laughs> in the state They're area. Still in business, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> They're still right. in business, like me. And and Monty, Monty's still in business. <laughs> Hi, Monty. I got a stop and shop. I got a stop and shop. Stop and shop. Yeah, we should go. Let's continue this game of words with friends, Monty. Monty and I are playing words with friends while, during this interview. I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, when I was around, I don't know, I guess it was around 64, you know, I was in bands already in eighth grade, freshman in high school, and I was very fortunate as to the fact that uh, I was a freshman in high school in September of 63, and what happened in 64 in January, the Beatles showed up on our shores, and the whole British invasion, I was already playing guitar, so it was natural for me just to follow a course with this. Uh, started with mm-hmm. bands. Uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, I saved my money after working all summer long. My parents matched the funds, and I got me I got me a nice Fender Stratocaster. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, the, the tradition of tape recorders and guitars was a standout in my career. I, I was the guy in the band who figured out the songs. I would... Uh-huh. Bring the record home. I figured I had to plug the uh, record player in direct to the tape recorder, and I would tape the songs off the record, and then I would stop and start them and learn the songs, write down the lyrics, learn all the parts, and I'd be the guy in the band who would teach um, or show 
all of the different parts in the song to the different players. And right. th I think that's where my production came from. That's where it started. Yeah, it is, yeah. Being a kid, you know, just tell, telling, telling, them, telling them how wrong they were in doing everything. That's not right. You're doing the chord wrong. You're playing the drum beat wrong. You know, it has to be like this. You know. Oh, no. Not as hard-handed, but it just continued through there, through high school. I was in bands. After high school, I went through a bunch of dead-end jobs. Didn't get into college. I went to art school. Went to the, I went to SVA in New York, School of Visual Arts, of uh, 68 and 69. I left there and got into, got into some bands. And oh. playing out in clubs down the Jersey Shore, Etc. You know, Stone Pony, all these joints. I don't remember yeah. all the clubs that we played. Uh, upstate New York in the Nyack area, out on Long Island, we played um, some dead end shows. You know, we didn't. We weren't very popular. Um, we actually, in the band called Brandywine, uh, we actually got a record deal. We had written some really cheesy oh, wow. songs, and uh, our quote unquote manager at the time, this fellow named Barry Landers was the uh, PR guy for the New York Yankees. And, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Matt Tarnipal, wow. who was the son of the founder of Brunswick Records, had a box at Yankee State Stadium. I was going to say Yankee Stasium. I, um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Holly uh, had the same autocorrect problem that I do when you, when you put the right Stasium into uh, any computer. Uh -huh. It always turns into Stadium with the autocorrect. And uh, anyway, back to Nat Tarnipal. He mentioned Barry Landers. We mentioned to Nat Tarnipal that we he had a, he was managing a band, and Nat Tarnipal says, "Oh, I'll give him a record deal. Have him come to my studio in Chicago." <laughs> and we got a record deal, you know, unheard. You know, he didn't even listen to us, didn't see us, nothing. He just, you know, oh, come to my come to my uh, recording studio in Chicago and make a record. So we made a record, and um, the. the Fabulous. Bruce Swedeen was the engineer. Bruce Swedeen has engineered everybody from Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald. He did all the Michael Jackson records. He was, Jesus. he eventually he turned into, he mm -hmm. was Quincy Jones' engineer. He did, you know, he did all the Michael Jackson records. He also, he worked with Missing Persons. He did just great, fantastic records. Great engineer. And while I was there, I started questioning him about what was going on because I had the interest in tape recorders. Uh, tape machines and music, and he gave me my first inspiration to really think about that. And from there, went back. Uh, I, was, I was married at the time, had a young kid. I lost my job because I was always in late because I was in bands, and I got home at 4 o'clock in the morning, supposed to be there at 8. Ain't going to work. Um, <laughs> nope. That ain't going to happen. And... Uh, I was actually collecting unemployment and living in the basement of my mom and dad's house with a one-year-old. Yeah, he was like a year and a half old. Jason was a year and a half. And with my wife at the time, Debbie, living in the basement. And this is a strange one. Um, I had no money, but I did have like 60 bucks. Uh, it, it was 120 bucks. I had like 130 bucks in the bank. And I went to, uh, there was a Macy's subsidiary in Plainfield, New Jersey called um, Bamberger's. And I was in there for some mm -hmm. reason, and I saw bicycles, and I went and bought two bicycles for myself and Debbie, with being completely broke, of course. I just, I, I bought some bicycles. And she's like, what are you going to buy bicycles for? We have no money. How are we going to eat? 
And I'm, I don't know, I bought them. And we took a bicycle ride, and I bumped into this this uh, old pal of mine, Michael Bonagura, who lived in the area, in the Dinellan Greenbrook area, where I lived in New Jersey. And I had taught him how to play guitar when he was a young kid. He was about five years younger than me. And he mentioned to me that he had a friend, his dad had a friend, this guy Tony Camello, who was building a studio in Somerville, New Jersey. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I want to I go there. And so he kept calling him, and finally we went down there, and I started hanging out. This is like the summer of 1972. I was, like mm-hmm. I said, I was on, on unemployment, and I just started hanging out at the studio, um, I guess, as an in, in, sort of like an intern. It was, I was, wasn't getting paid collecting unemployment, and I just learned. Tony Bon Jovi was Tony Camillo's partner. Tony taught me all the, the ropes about wiring. I wired a patch bay. I wired a meter bridge, uh, uh, put in the headphone wiring, built a drum booth, uh, built baffles, gobos, and just started hanging out there and learning about recording, aligning tape machines. And uh, hey, finally, hey, after hey, being hey, there for about six months, uh, you know, I said, "Hey, Tony, are you ever going to pay me?" And I think he gave me the grand salary of like a hundred bucks a week at that time, or something. Hey, Ed, I, 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 Tony right? hired me to do album covers. You know. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, Tony. And then, of course, I did John, Tony Bon Jovi John, or Tony Camillo. John, yeah, I did John Bon Jovi's first album. Yeah, we did uh-huh, that. okay. So, mm-hmm. so that was the hookup with the Power Station, and uh, but he was in my life too with Tony. You know, he was like mm-hmm. a big thing with me. You know. Now, Ed, you uh, were there when it was studio, right? Oh, Monty, yeah, okay. 20 minutes. I think we should turn it over to Monty at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. okay. Monty A. Melnick. Ah, okay, so Ed, you Ed, used my middle initial. Know, I like that. <laughs> so, inter- so, so how do you and Monty know each other? Let's, let's talk about that, and then we'll go back uh, into what you did. Well, I'll quickly uh, start her off, and I'll, t- uh, t- uh, I'll turn it over to Monty for a little bit since he has to bugger off. Yeah. Um, uh, just over 40 years ago, in uh, November of 1976, um, I, I, well, after I left Tony Camellas, I went to the studio Moore Heights in Montreal, Canada. I met Tony Bon Jovi in, at a trip to New York. He asked me to start a power station with him and Bob Clear Mountain, Ed Evans, wow. and Bob Walters. I came back. We had no studio. Nothing was done, uh, but I was on staff. They were paying me to look for buildings for them, and, to- and I was working with Tony on projects. I was working as a producer on some, which I actually thought I was producing the Ramones, but I ended up that I was engineering. And um, the first, one of the, the, actually the first project I did for Tony uh, on my return to New York in November of uh, September, October, November of '76 was Ramones Leave Home. And of course, uh, on, the, on the first day, actually, Bob, I couldn't make it back because I got stuck in Toronto on a project. And Bobby Clear Mountain actually engineered the first day. He set, he did the setup, and they recorded five songs on the first day of Leave Home. And then the next day I came in, and I met all the guys, and I'm sure that I met Monty that day. Do you remember that day, Monty? Yeah, we met them. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and we worked on, on numerous Ramones albums after that. All, all of them, and lot the live record yeah. and you know, so, yeah. some social. Well, there's, wait a minute, Ed. I got to come in here because I designed Road to Ruin and It's Alive. I designed. We know those that, albums. Spencer. <laughs> yeah, but It's Alive. Wait a minute, I got to tell you about that. Everybody it's knows Alive. That. The, the, the recording on It's Alive is really good. Monty has to leave. <laughs> Give what? Monty a chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Monty has to go. Monty, let's hear your story. Yeah, yeah. I know Monty. 
Monty's, first of all, I want to say Monty's a gentleman, a true gentleman, and I love Monty. He's always called in, always supported our shows, and is an amazing information resource. Has a great book out uh, that we'll talk about, and uh, I'm, let's turn it over to Monty real quick. Monty. Yes, on. here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, you. I just, well, Yes. Yeah. I, you know, Ed and I go way back. We're good, good friends, and you know, my years. God, he's like, like family. It's like family. It's he's like my brother. Yeah, <laughs> brother. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're a happy family. Me, mom, and daddy. Me, mom, and Eddie. Me, yeah. mom, and Eddie. Anyhow, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, for God's sake, Ed, the great. I mean, uh, people say the fifth Ramon. Actually, there's eight Ramon, so Ed would be the ninth Ramon. I'll That's be the tenth. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, Monty, I have to. You, I think Monty has to be considered the uh, the fifth Ramon, actually, because he was. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll I'll take the ninth or the tenth slot. But there were there were eight Ramones out there. Yeah. You know, you got to go with all eight Ramones, then go through the Ramones, then go through the people after that. You and me and but Monty. You were there the entire time. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. that's the thing. I was. I'm, oh, I, I, I'm I, 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 you know, I personally have to count you as the fifth. Because you That's were there from the beginning till the end. You were you were there uh, yeah, throughout the different uh, turnovers of bass players and drummers. You were there for the entire time. You, yeah, you saw everything. Actually, I'm the I'm the only one alive today that was there. And Arturo was me and Arturo. He's, he passed away a couple of years ago. So it's yeah. just me left. I got I got to find some wood to knock on to get. You're the lonely okay, little that. Indian, my Monty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> one <laughs> Indian left. Oh boy. <laughs> Monty, that's why I, I'm, Monty I'm, that's why I want you to be the fifth Ramon. I'll be the sixth, so you okay. know, in order. Uh, right. No, wait a minute. I got, do, you, do Monty and Ed have any stories, the both of them? What stories do you have? Working with Phil Spector, we can write my, a book my, about One of my favorites, yeah. Monty saying Phil Spector, was the, the, the first day of recording End of the Century. And, uh, Monty, I'll let you take it from there. When Phil told the band and myself to go to one studio and told Monty to go to another studio. Go, Monty. <laughs> well, yeah, he, well, working with Phil Spector was like a trip and a half. I mean, he was like a... I, I loved his producing and everything. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be like until we got in the studio with him, but he was a trip and a half. It was in, pretty much insanity there. <laughs> Tell the story about the first... Uh, oh, wow. What happened? What? You remember what happened that first day of recording? Yeah, well, tell us. Uh, well, go ahead. You see, you tell us what happened. What happened? Maybe this will, it'll bring a jingling a bell there. Um, Phil called. I, I would speak with. Uh, there was a, a go-between. Her name was Donna, I believe, and she would uh, call me. I was, I was staying. Well, we were. They were all staying at uh, the uh, Tropicana. But my right. room got broken into the first night I was there, so I moved over to the Sunset Marquee. What? Oh no! Wow. Hello. 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 Hello? Okay. <laughs> Everybody's there. Uh, yeah, I heard of it. So anyhow, noise out here. Yeah, you know, oh. working with Phil was like a trip and a half. I mean, he was like yeah, it was. Uh, a, a oh, man, He man, told man. Monty. I don't know why he did this, but he told the band and myself. Donna <laughs> called. Donald called me up. Said Phil's going to call me in five minutes. Okay, Phil. Okay, Ed, you got to meet me at Gold Star Studios. We're going to start at 10 o'clock tonight, and I'll see you there. Let's have dinner first. Okay, I'll meet you at Hamburger Hamlet. See you there. <laughs> and then so we ended up being, you know, going to Gold Star at like 10 o'clock. The band's there. I don't know how they got there because uh, 
Monty was somewhere else with the equipment, a couple of roadies, and a truck. And they sent Phil sent Monty to the San Fernando Valley to a studio called Rumbo. And Why? we're like, at, we're at Gold Star. It's 1030, 11 o'clock. And of course, there's no cell phones in these days. We can't get a hold of anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're wondering, well, where's Monty? Where, where, where on God's earth is Monty? You know, everybody's going, Joey's going, where's Monty? Didi's going, where, my, my, where's my stuff? And Johnny's going, where the fuck is Monty? I want to know where he is. <laughs> no, he, he's right, never on exactly. time. Man. He's always doing something. That Monty, oh, dear. And um, so I guess it was, finally we got put in touch with him. Monty called Gold Star somehow. I guess he got through through um, calling Donna. And he, I, I spoke to him on the phone. And Monty says, yeah, we've we got the equipment all set up. We're over here in the valley at this studio called Rumbo. Um, there, we're, we're all over here in, the, in Hollywood at Gold Star. And so Monty had to pull oh, no. all the equipment up and bring it to Gold drive from the San Fernando Valley all the way to Hollywood with the truck and his Are crew. Are you serious? Yeah, this is a true story, absolutely. That's and I guess Monty finally that. showed up at like 2 in the morning and it started setting oh, up the wow. gear. It was crazy. Do you remember why that, Monty? Why did Phil do that? Why did Phil do that to Cause him? Because he was Phil for you. You know, I love Phil, but he's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. No. You know, his, that's, that's, his, uh, I remember I remember going into the studio, and Phil was just like he had a, like a sports cap on, a regular shirt. Then he'd go into the bathroom, in and out of the bathroom. Then he comes out of the bathroom wearing a cape mm-hmm. and a totally <laughs> different outfit. He looked yeah. like a devil. I mean, he changed <laughs> outfits in the middle of the recording session. And he did it all the time. <laughs> it was like nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll oh say. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I wish I, yeah, took, I, wish I, took, I wish I kept a diary. Um, although I am, I am right. I'm, I recently have uh, had some time to write some things, so I'm taking Yeah, notes. I want to hear what you're currently working on after we finish with Monty. Monty, tell us about your book that you wrote that everyone should yeah, read. Well, A fantastic book, road, I might add. Yes. On the road with the Ramones. I'm, I'm happy to say I just got it published in Argentina finally in, in Spanish down there finally. because they were very big in Argentina. And, it was, and it's, it has mm-hmm. an extra chapter by a guy named Mariano Ash. He oh, Mariano Chapter, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. You know, we'll get the the, the uh, Argentinian people interested in the book again. Because the book's been out for 10 years. It's in seven languages, and, uh, you know, it's on the road with the Ramones. It's about uh, me and the Ramones and, and the whole eight eight of them there. Cover done by John Holmstrom, by the way. He did the cartoon Yay. cover for me. Pop culture book, you got to have it. And also, let's talk about your recent um, exhibit and your auctions you're doing. Because if anyone wants any Ramones memorabilia, Monty has it. He's selling it. <laughs> well, I, I, I had uh, what, I did four auctions already, so it's getting th- it's getting thin now. And thin. Yeah, there was a great, yeah. Well, there's a the Queens Museum here in New York had a great show. Uh, co-sponsored by the Grammy Museum in L.A. called uh, Ramones, uh, The Birth of Punk, Hey Ho, Let's Go. And uh, it was like a huge show. It was like over 400 pieces of Ramones memorabilia and stuff. I had about 170 of my pieces. It was here about four months, and, and it went over to the Grammy Museum, and it just ended in uh, February over there. And a lot of that stuff's coming back to me, and I'll probably in late summer or fall I'll have another auction. I've had four auctions already on RR auctions uh, for it's kind of like my uh, pension, you know. I, I luckily enough, I was a hoarder, so I saved a lot of stuff. And That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Auntie's been telling me for years that this was his retirement fund. Right. They didn't give me oh, a pension or a gold watch. So mm-hmm. I have posters. You got a gold watch. <laughs> Dang. Well, at least you got a couple gold yeah. records out of it. 
Yeah, go. that's nice. That's nice to have. And uh, you know, that, that's about it. And, that's amazing. Uh, there was a. There's, if anybody's in New York here, go to the Howell Gallery. There's a great Arturo Vega, the great Arturo Vega, who I said was with me mm-hmm. through the whole experience, um, has a, a show down there. It's actually, it's at 61st Street, and Arturo lived at 62nd Street. And it's a great little gallery. He has uh, all his uh, artwork there. Uh, you know, uh, a nice show. It should go. Everybody should go see it. I think it's there till middle of April or something. And, and I, I was there last week and I gave him a little PowerPoint uh, presentation about how I work with Arturo and the Ramones, talking about, you know, how he designed the logo and the T-shirts and how I was working with them for 20 years with the Ramones. It was oh, very nice. Awesome. I did that also. I was They had the show down in Florida, the Florida uh, Rauschenberg, Bob Rauschenberg Gallery in uh, Florida State University or University of Florida. I can't remember. The, it was in uh, Fort Myers. I did the show down there. PowerPoint show down there talking about Arturo also. But you should, if you're in New York, go to the Howell Gallery, 61st Street, and see the Arturo work. It's really it's amazing, his, Do his you know artistic scope. Do you know whose sculpt. work it is? Do you know who's, um, who are they photographs of his work? or no, are they his paintings. The actual... It's his artwork. It's, it's oh, his fantastic. paintings, his artwork. He had, he had different styles okay. and genres of, of Arturo. He was really a pop artist, you know. That's amazing. That's that's really cool because you know I have to get you in touch with Keith Green. He has some uh, pictures of a Toro Vega un, unreleased pictures. Um, yeah, I know Keith he well. He is, took a he took, he took yeah. a portrait of me also. Uh, he he oh you then you two need to talk. You two need need to talk because he wants to do he's going to do an exhibit and that would be great for you to get involved in that since you're so close to that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You talk I'll get so you much? in touch with him. Yeah, I do. Me. He was going to go to the Morrison, but he's doing some things somewhere else. So that's awesome. Um, uh, Monty, I know we only have you a little bit of time. Um, why don't you tell everyone what you're what you're currently working on and what you what you're doing, and besides just the um, it, you know the auctions and stuff. I know that you do a lot of other things besides that. Well, um, I, I work. I'm the audiovisual supervisor at the New York Hall of Science. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's that's a great thing. That's where old punk rock tour managers go to retire. Halls of Science. I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Monty, I uh, want to ask you a question. Your book is it being print? Where's it being printed now? You had a recent printing in foreign countries, right? Yeah, it's in seven countries. Uh, in Argentina. And, uh, right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, seven seven languages. I mean, not countries, seven languages. Yeah. And um, right now it's on an ebook. I'm looking for a new publisher. If any, any publishers out there, contact me. I need a new English publisher. But, well, uh, you don't. You get on, not uh, available on, uh, on the um, Kindle. You don't have a Kindle edition, Monty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. It's on ebook. It's on ebook. But uh, I'm looking for. You know, the thing with the pro, the with my book is that they, the publisher let me put in like over 250 pictures and images and stuff. So the book really should be in your hand looking at it, but flipping the pages. So right. and you yeah, can get you can yeah. get copies on Amazon dot com. If you, anybody's out there, buy the hardcover copy. It's, that's the one that's the updated one. It's been out for ten it's years. Amazing. Already, so you so have I'm to looking have for it. a new publisher. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm working here at the whole science, so learning about science. That's awesome. <laughs> well you know Monty science. Monty, I wanted to ask Dolby. you I know you and Ed and Spencer go way back, and um, yes. I know that you all have a little bit of history there. So 
Um, what I wanted to ask you was, um, Ed, you had mentioned that really funny story about Phil Spector. Do you have any other stories you want to share with our listeners um, before you have to depart from our presence today? <laughs> because I know Ed's got a lot of fun things. Ed, do you have anything yeah. else you can remember that you want to bring up to Monty? Yeah. Um, yeah Go ahead. Well, there's, there's so much stuff there. Um, boy. I know. You know, we want you know, to hear the thing it. is with me is, well, the thing is with me is if you, if you remember, you really weren't there. <laughs> so I don't remember much. Ed remembers a lot, I'll tell you. Ed remembers details. That's funny. And you and your cape stories, that's funny. I want to talk about the bands you you what you started from the very beginning with the Ramones. You um were there from the start when they were glam didn't well, you say at one time it, it, that they were glam well, they, they were yeah. Playing with glam stuff. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's funny. I, I kind of have a, a, a situation like that. I started off in bands. I mean, uh, I was a bass player. Was a bass I actually have two I albums know. on Warner Brothers Reprise, 1971-72. Major label. Yay. We opened up for the Beach Boys, Quicksilver Messenger Service. I, I, I started, I was good friends with Tommy Ramone. We grew up in Queens, Forest Hills. I went to junior high school, high school, and then I played in a bunch of bands with him. Hey, listen, uh, uh, Monty, I got to bring in this. You know who called me yesterday? Jack Malkin. Ah, really? And Jack said he had a real hookup with you. Tell us about your hookup with Jack Malkin. That's funny. I spoke with Jack Malkin last week. Really? Good, good. Wow. Jack was in the the, uh, group 30 Days Out with me. Uh, And he's also an engineer. He's working at Dick Charles Studios. And, you know, I I, I put him on to you, but he's got some. Yeah, that's that's right. Monty recommended that he call me. He has a a, a Ramones tape from their 10th anniversary show at the Ritz. And he wanted to, uh, if if Warner Brothers Rhino would like to acquire it. So I put him in touch with uh, Bill Inglot over at... uh, Oh wow! Uh, you know Jack uh, from the from the business because he he was a recording engineer. Well, in Dick yeah, Charles Studios, Secret remember Sound Dick for a long time. Yeah, Secret Sound Studios. Yeah, so he yeah. was he goes way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jack and I were in the Thirty Days Out, the, the group. Wait, he was in the band with you. Yeah, Thirty Days Out. The brother. I didn't one of know that. Is that I knew that, right? Player. That's yeah. all great. Great. Yeah. That's how I know Jack. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's out. Uh, he's, he's, he's in New York. He's right. He's out here. He's in Santa Barbara, I think, and on this coast. Spencer, what was Jack talking to you about? The, the well, Jack, I, uh, Jack, I knew many years ago, uh, Monty. When I didn't know you, I used to hang out with him at his place out in Long Island, and then oh, wow. uh, we just reconnected. And I mentioned, you know, he knew my life. And he says, oh, yeah, Monty, you've got to say hello to Monty. This is very ironic because this is uh, like about a week ago, you know. And now Ed's hooked up to him. It's very funny, this whole thing. It's really a good circle Six here, degrees, you know man, six degrees. I know, I know, man. That's really great. I love it. Mal's, uh, Jack's a great guy. He wants me to help him out yeah. with something. He's got That's some stuff good. going on. Yeah, he has a, yeah, he has a bunch know? of scripts and stories going on yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Television and film yeah. production. Really interesting yep. stuff as well. Yeah. Well, he's thinking exactly. about That's doing a TV awesome. show about a rock group and he's probably using me as, a, as a, one of the characters. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I could kidding. believe you are a character, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> Monty, you know uh, what? You were, you were yeah. telling our listeners um, before we got into the person that you guys all talked to um, about 
that you have two albums out that you played in some bands and you were there from the beginning. So um, you want to finish that or do you remember talking well, about I mean, that? The, well, that, yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the group called 30 Days Out, 1971-72. They, you can get the albums on Amazon. It's funny because uh, mm-hmm. at that time oh. there was no CDs. And just 40 years later, it just finally came out on a CD. Yet. Would you believe that? It took 40 years to come out on Unbelievable. CD. Unbelievable. Who put CD out? <laughs> uh, Thunderbird Records. I don't know somebody bought up the, the, the thing, uh, Thunderbird wow. Records or something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, and really. It's, it's weird because I'm on some, you know, all of a sudden this comes in the mail. I'm looking at it. a CD. I never, you know, back in 71, there was no CDs, you know. <laughs> it was wild. Oh, God. That's yeah, crazy. so I mean, I grew up with Tommy, and uh, we we had a re- rehearsal recording studio. Actually, we had a rec- these performance studios was a rehearsal studio and a recording studio. We had a little four track machine in there. We did some recording in there, and uh, that's where the Ramones uh, started off in the rehearsal on Twentieth Street, to be right off, uh, uh-huh. not far from Axis, Kansas City, on uh, between Broadway uh-huh. and Park Avenue South. It was called Performance Studios. That's where they started off. We had a little, we did a little showcases. That's how I got involved with them. I started doing. Uh, I was working there with my bands because I, I built the place with Tommy. When we got to, we got to manage and uh, get our own projects into the studio. Uh, we had time there because we built the place and managed it. Then I had my groups, and he had the, the Ramones there. At that time, it was just a three-piece group. It was Joey on mm. drums and uh, Dee Dee singing, playing bass, and Johnny guitar. And Dee Dee was having the trouble singing and playing bass, and Tommy. They started looking for drummers, but nobody could understand what they were doing back then. I mean, they were so raw. It was unbelievable. And, but Tommy, being a great musician, would sit down on the drums and show the drummers play like this, and nobody could figure it out. And they finally, they asked him to join the group. And then wow. they started doing showcases there, and I started doing sound for them, uh, doing the showcase. And then all of a sudden, they got jobs in CBGBs, and I did that. And they took off, and uh, they started going all over the place. And they, I decided to jump ship, and the place closed down, and... Uh, I started doing everything in the beginning, you know, uh, schlepping equipment, and the bigger they got, the more people we could hire. I worked my way up a road manager to tour manager. 22 years later. Wow. That's amazing. amazing. How time flies. Huh? Yeah. And what are you. Oh, that I mean, flies. It's like for you. Well, you know, you know like what gets me so is Monty, if, if you look at Monty's background, Monty, how many shows did you do? That's what freaks me out. You did oh, how many thousands wow. of shows? Well, two, over 2,260, something like that. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, unbelievable. Say, I, I sit at home and say that to myself, too. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> I list them all in the back of my book, by the way. Every single show they, the Ramones ever played, I list in the back of the book. That was good. It took up a yeah, lot that, of pages. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it's like the Guinness Book of Records of Rock and Roll. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a long trip. And it's a shame that the four originals aren't around. I really got us. For know, sure. Joey, sorry, DD Yeah, I know. I know. Wow, holy crap! Yeah. But there's four. There's three other Ramones out there. CJ's got a great band. He's blazing around. Uh, Marky's got a band. He's playing around. And, and Richie finally got back on the scope of Richie. So it's Richie Ramone. He's CJ all Ramone, over the Marky place Ramone. now. And yeah. then Richie, I got, I'm getting involved with the War Dogs group in Italy that travels around with Marky. They want me to do their next album cover. Group called the They're Dogs. good people. They're good people. Yeah, they are. They are good. Yeah, they are. They're really nice. Sandro, they visited Sandro's me good. in New York. They're really nice people, and they're who, who, like in the Ramones family. Who, who, of was tense. Yeah. Tribute. Who knows band, who's right? uh, who? Who knows who, who Elvis Ramon is? Eddie does. Who's Anybody Elvis? Else? Who's Elvis Ramon? A dog. 
expensive. They don't know. I know. I've actually I've, I've worked with them on a record. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw you. It was in L.A. like oh, last year. I would pop by. I saw that. Was yeah, great. Monty popped by for the here, for the Christmas record. Yeah, wow. I you copy that, Monty. you copy that, Monty? Clemberg. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. You did. You did. Spencer wins the prize. Thank you. There you go. Aww. Yeah. So he's actually he was in the group for two shows. So he was a Ramon for two shows. People say no, he was in a Ramon. Blah, blah. He's in a Ramon for two. So he was. I consider him one of the Ramones. One of the eight Ramones. Clem and Richie will be playing with me at the birthday bash on May uh, May nineteenth at the studio. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come by. Oh, that'd be great, Monty. Love to see you there. Where's yeah. that? Where's that gonna be at? It's at the studio at Webster Hall. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Yep, in Manhattan. Sold that place. Now where? Somebody bought the Webster Hall. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Hope they don't turn it into a nightclub. I mean, right. a <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, it's May 19th, right? Yeah. May 19th. That's what happened with Media Sound, uh, the studio, Media Sound. They, well, actually, Webster Hall um, was originally an RCA Ritz. recording studio. Yeah, and it was Back the in Ritz. Back in the 40s. Wow. It was a great a lot club, of famous the Ritz. Stuff, uh, yeah. was recorded there. So I don't the remember any of it, but. That, yeah, that's, that's what, what they, they called the, the club downstairs, the studio, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of mm-hmm. course, the Great Ritz was upstairs. A great, it was a great venue. Yeah. Oh, the Ritz was there. amazing. The Ritz was amazing. Yeah. I used to hang out there. That was an amazing club, right? All right, gang. I got to get split here. I'm still working here at the Hall of Science. I got to do mix we'll some chemicals. We'll see you on the road, Monty. We'll Monty Millick at the Hall of Science. Go visit him. Monty. <laughs> <laughs> see you, everybody. I want to Monty. I want to thank you so much for being here today. It really means a lot My that pleasure. you called in. I love having you on. You're always such a gentleman, and you have such great information for everyone to to really grasp onto. And it was really nice to have you here today. Thank you so much for calling in. My pleasure. Cha cha. You're very welcome. I'll see you again, Monty. Bye bye. Hey. Bye, Monty. Are you guys playing your game, Ed? Yeah, we're still. <laughs> yeah, we're playing words. Hey, so Ed, Actually, we, we, we swapped over to uh, Ken, Burke now. We're doing Candy Mark. Crush now. Hold on, hold on, hey, hold tell- on, hold on, Spencer. There's a delay. I just was asking um, Ed a question real quick. What were you saying, Ed? Okay. Oh no, we're not playing words with friends anymore. We switched over to Candy Crush. <laughs> oh God, are you serious? So, oh, I I tried. So let me Candy ask Crush. that. Ed, really Ed, let me ask you that question. Ah! What, what was your thing? Connection now with Empty Hearts with uh, Clem Burke. Tell us about the story. No. Uh, the story of which Clem story? Heart, yeah. the group, uh, Clem Burke group. You know, Empty what they call Empty Hearts. Yeah, and the Empty Hearts. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, actually, we're going into this, we're going to do work on the start working on the second record and uh, at the end of May up in Rochester at uh, Andy Babuke's studio. Now you yep. did the original right? Two four, 2014, you did their album right? Tell us yeah. about that one. Yeah, they, uh, they all got together. You know, they, they've known each other for, for a long time. Uh, the only person I didn't know in the band uh, was uh, Elliot. No, no, what am I saying? Uh, Wally. I didn't know Wally. Uh, I've known Andy. I've known Clemson CBGBs. So we've been mm-hmm. friends forever, BFFs. And uh, Elliot I met when I was working on, when Peter Wolf left the Jay Giles band and was doing a solo record in 1983 and 84. We did it at the Car Studio in Boston, and that's when I met Elliot. And uh, we kept in touch over the years. Uh, you know, when he moved to L.A., I moved to L.A., we kept in touch there. 
And um, when Wally and the, I didn't meet Wally until we actually started working on the record. Uh, we, <clears throat> of course, we knew each other. I was a big Romantics fan. Actually, the Romantics um, at one time uh, were had discussed with somebody um, to have me working on their first record, but that never worked out. Um, oh wow! So years later, you know, uh, they all got together, wrote a bunch of songs, and they were it was yeah. just like a bunch of guys getting together and hanging out and having fun. And running in there, and, you know, we knocked off the tracks in like three days and one or two takes, no click track, just having fun, setting it up, pretty much played live out in the studio, uh, no no baffling, you know, just the amps out in the room, and we had a blast. So we're going to do it again. It's going to be fun. Oh, great, oh, that's, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Clem's in Australia now with Blondie. Uh, Wally's always on the road. And, uh, you know, Elliot's uh, writing songs, and Andy Babuka. Uh, is I don't know if you know who Andy is. He was in a band called Chesterfield Kings. He also worked at a famous guitar store in Rochester called House of Guitars. Uh, and he he left quite a few years ago, and he started his own. He had his own store uh, called Fab Gear in Rochester. Uh, great stuff. Look on the website fabgear.com. Uh, Andy's a real good friend. He's a confidant of mine, and he's okay. helped me out, and I've helped him out, oh. and we talk a lot. We're pals. That's and, great. Uh, Andy also writes uh, great, fantastic books. He wrote the uh, the unbelievably detailed Beatles gear book, um, which just came out last year in the Ultimate Edition. It's about two inches wow. thick, and it details every bit of uh, gear, uh, equipment, and guitars, amplifiers, etc., that the Beatles used in their career. And wow. Pictures and interviews and just a fantastic book he also did the rolling stones gear book and he did a book about uh paul bixby the uh incredible uh, yeah he's, he's great really guy. yeah great stuff the, oh, the wow. beatles gear and rolling stones gear books are just fantastic go check them out yeah well yeah yeah the fantastic stuff you know what i wanted to ask you ed what are you yes, currently Holly. working on right now what are you currently working on right now um i'm working on uh what am i doing I am. <laughs> I have like a gazillion projects. I have them written down somewhere. Um, Besides playing Candy Crush. I'm, I'm not actually. Playing, I'm not actually playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I love playing Candy Crush. That's I've never game. played it. I must say, I just I friends. I keep getting these silly requests on Facebook. Yeah, Georgia Georgia Dentner wants you to play Candy Crush with her. I'm there. No, <laughs> no, sorry. I did play Words with Friends for a while. But then I stopped. Um, I'm uh, developing several acts down here in San Diego. Um, uh-huh. And hopefully there's one great band called the Verigolds, V-E-R-I-G-O-L-D-S, who are a uh-huh. kind of a rock EDM um, mishmash. They're a blend of uh, old rock meets uh, electronica. electronica. Um, they're they're fantastic. I've just done a couple songs with them. You know, you know, you never know what's going to happen, so you got to get it out there yeah. and see what they do. They are they're very popular here in San Diego. Uh, they just won the San Diego Music Awards for they they put an album out on their own last year. They did it all homegrown. They did it in their garage. It's a true truly wow. a garage band. Really well done. Great crafted great crafted songs. Um, and. Uh, they did it themselves, and they won the best in indie alternative album at the San Diego Music Awards a couple of weeks ago. 
Congratulations. Oh, yeah. wow. cool. I didn't work on that particular record, but uh, we were working on some new yeah, material, yeah. and uh, everybody's very excited about it. They're playing, uh, there's a big uh, festival here in June called Oyster Fest, and they're playing at that, and they play around the clubs here in town. Um, another band so called the Pictographs, the which is a cool punk, more of a punk band that I'm working with. Uh, female artist, mm -hmm. uh, Heather Nation, who's more of a folky, uh, kind of Joni Mitchell meets Laura Nero kind of vibe. And, wow. yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's going to be some, uh, there's some, there's something I really can't talk about, There's but there's some Ramones news going to be coming up in a couple weeks that really? you'll oh, know about. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, but we want to have you Don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh. oh, we're on the internet. Oh, oops. No, um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. There's, there might be, might, might be some uh, nice stuff coming up in the near future. Um, which you is, know uh, what? I have really to tell you guys something really funny here. Um, I I'm on the air with you guys. My studio has logged me out, and I'm trying to log oh, in, and no. it's saying server server is too busy. But um, <laughs> oh, so we're not being broadcast? <laughs> no, we are being broadcast. Of course, we're being broadcast. Yeah, oh. no, 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 we're live. Um, hey. What I was saying was, it's I'm on because I've called in and I'm on on the air with you guys, but I'm trying to right. log back in to right. see how much more time we have left. Oh, okay. Um, I see. Yeah. I think we only have like five, three or five minutes left. Um, Holy Toledo, I'm, I'm going to talk to it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, to six minutes remaining. I'm trying to log oh. myself in so I can extend it and play the song that we have. Right, and, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 broadcasting live right now. But I wanted okay. to say to Ed that it was really amazing to have you on because you've worked with some of the most amazing musicians. People. Oh, we hardly uh, touched it. Maybe we should do it again sometime. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, no. Definitely. Let's. Can we do that? Yeah. Next time. Sure. Okay, that would be great. And Spencer, we want to we want to reschedule this, so um, we'll figure out a day because I know that we're booked through on Fridays. But are you open during the week on a Wednesday? I could yeah. be. Depends what Wednesday it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, let's let's do it on a Wednesday. Yeah, now, if for some reason, and I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to log in right now so I can play this song. It says we have. I'm trying to look. I don't know what happened. It could be the weather. We're having very bad storms. Yes, yeah, server is too busy. Okay. Oh, my. Sonoma is always raining. Yeah. You know what? what? We have we have been getting a lot of rain. Now you're we are in San Diego, right? Yeah, right? I'm in the city. I'm in North County. I'm, I'm about a half okay. hour from downtown. Cool. Okay, so you know where Solana Beach in Del Mar is? I used to live down there. My daughter's down there. She's actually oh. in um, Del Mar, Solana Beach. I oh. love it down there. Well, next day, is, she down, is your daughter down here now? Yeah. She's well, down we'll come now. down and visit. We'll, uh, we'll have lunch. Oh, yeah. It's it's like I'm, I'm due for a visit to go see Alex. Where are you? <laughs> you know, I know. She's amazing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and, and I'm due long overdue for a trip to go see Spencer too. Um, That's right. But you know oh, what I wanted to say was, 
What's the weather like in San Diego right now? I know you guys had some rain. It's too. sunny and 76 degrees. Oh, you're kidding. You're making I'm me sick. <laughs> Fantastic. We did get a lot of rain earlier. You know, it was nice. We had a really crazy, and, and I'm I'm a kind of a rural neighborhood. I live up on a hill, and it's a the roads aren't maintained by the county or the city, so uh, it floods every time, and I can't get out when it rains. There was like three feet of water in the road. And that last rain, we had we had about six inches in a 24-hour period uh, back in February. Yeah, no, we had we had six inches within um, three hours, and I think that was when I, Spencer, I think I told you that I had a roof leak, and um, and then part of the barn got blown off. Last night we had really high winds; they were about 35, 45 mile an hour winds. Remember when I I called you, Ed? I was on my way back. Because you know what happened when I put the show up, it auto-corrected to Ed Stadium, like he was talking about in the beginning. And I said, "Oh my God, I can't believe it said Ed Stadium instead of your your proper last name." And we both were joking about uh, Max and how they uh, auto-correct. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was quite an experience last night. Mm-hmm. But, but we uh, should do this again. I have plenty to talk about. I'd um, love to. Yeah, Spencer, you should that. come to the Jerry Ramon birthday bash. Yeah, um, I'm going to try and do that. May 19th we had at Theo Webster Hall. Mickey. Did you talk to Mickey Lee at all? I talk, well, yeah, he organizes it. I talk to Mickey all the time. Mickey's good, my good, good buddy. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Uh, his, his good friend uh, David Peel passed away. Uh, he had a heart attack. I know. David, I, I know for that. years. Oh, yeah. No, wait, yeah. I knew David for years. He I, I, I met David Peel in 1968 when I was going to the School of Visual Arts. Yeah, uh, briefly, serious? and then I saw him. He was at a couple of the birthday bashes uh, over the past years, and uh, you know, hung out with him a little bit there. What a great guy, sweetheart. Uh, he was yeah, a I rebel, mean, a, I used a, to, a true punk. Yeah, he was. Uh, I would see him at the CBGB festivals in New York all the time, and we'd always be talking. And the hookup I had with him, you don't know this, but I did the trade ads for the Imagine album with John Lennon. And um, so he was always connected with John and Yoko, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we had that connection kind of, but it went on for years, and we always talk a lot. He was a great guy, and I really miss him. I couldn't believe he went, you know what I'm saying? But he went through a lot. Yeah, baby. Well. Yep. Okay, Rock listen, and roll. she says we have, one minute, we have one minute remaining. So when we hear her, I'm so sorry, Ed, we're not going to play the end song because I can't no, get it. No, not a big deal. Nope. Not a big, Not deal. A big deal. Well, but, okay, huh? but let's keep let's keep talking until um, she says sixty seconds remaining, and then it'll <laughs> it'll go off. I do not know. I think it's the weather, um, and plus we're in retrograde too, so it's kind of weird. It's a little bit strange out there. But um, Ed, you know, I'm really honored to have you here, and I'm really honored that uh, Spencer brought you onto the show along with Monty. So much for because, uh, having me. It's a pleasure. You know, cool, man. I mean. I didn't even get to talk to you that when you recorded and mixed your first gold single, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Midnight Train to Georgia. I love that song. It's what a great a song. Nice that's song. a one-take vocal. That's, Are uh, you serious? Yeah. That's, you know, those, that was back in the days. Well, even with the Ramones, you know, that first Ramones record I worked on, there, there was, you know, pretty much one-take vocals on there, one, two takes maybe. Uh, but the Gladys song, she was, it was like, and I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, I was a kid, um, you know, flew out to Detroit, at a, on a console, I had no idea what it was, just hooked in a compressor, 
uh, put up a microphone, and she says, I want to sing now. I could, didn't even have, I was used to having run-throughs. You know, okay, run through the song, I'm going to get a level. Nope, don't do that. You can't do that with Gladys Knight. So uh, just kind of guessed at it, and she sang it, and said, okay, I'm done. That was great. See ya. It was awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, one-take vocal. That was, it was a real thrill to do that record. You know, I was a kid, um, and then hearing it on the radio, you know, hearing something that you work on, uh, shooting across on WABC, um, are, are you East Coast, Holly? You are. You're East Coast, aren't you? I'm in. I'm in Northern California. No, no. I'm I mean, when you were young, younger. Oh, when you were yes. younger. East Coast. East Coast. Yeah, I thought so. And of course, just, and you know, I used to. I don't know if you guys did, but I listened to WABC, 77 WABC. Yes. Hey. Um, and it was a real thrill to hear a record I did coming and going to number one. Um, you know, in 1973. Uh, it was great. Fun to hear I out of a little transistor radio. I think I think our show ended. It had to have ended. I set it for sixty minutes. Did anybody hear her say the show ended? Nope. Nope. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I do not know what's going on. This uh, I feel so awful because I have no idea. It just keeps saying server too busy. Mm. Server too busy. This is so strange. Yeah, actually, I've well, been trying to log in. I can't even get on. I I think the net may have gone down. I, I oh, really? Wow. It's Obama's that. fault. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't log on. I've been I trying here as well. There. I don't even want to go there. I can't get in. Can you? It says server too busy on your end, too? doesn't say anything. It just won't go. Yeah, it's really weird. It's very, very, very strange. Maybe Blog Talk took a shit. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's do this. I I know the show is there. So um, what I'm going to do is for all our listeners listening, if you missed the beginning, it'll be available on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe. And I want to thank Spencer and I want to thank you. And um, I'm really sorry about this. And we are definitely going to have Ed back along with Spencer. And let's try to get Monty back. So yeah, with it that, says my iPhone says can't connect. The link isn't working, and on my uh, on my MacBook it just uh, just won't. Con- it just sits there. It doesn't do a thing. Oh, weird. Okay, well listen, let's hope. So probably I, it's probably I didn't go out at all, but this it's a good rehearsal. Oh no no no! I think it's there because we had listeners in the chat room. I saw uh-huh. people in there, so I want to. Yeah, and next everyone, time we should have some people um, call in and we should do some talking. You know. Uh, yeah. No no no. Questions absolutely. from the audience would be and, fun. Yeah, and it's cool. Friday. Well, listen, I got to bugger off. I have, I have to do some things here. Um, yes, go. Thanks for inviting me, Spencer. Holly, it's been great guys. chatting. Hey, uh, man, I'll see you, guy. You. I'll see you. Yeah. Thank you, Spencer. I'm sorry that you were late ca- calling, and I hope that you're okay. I'll call you a little bit later. Call okay, me later, guys? darling, okay? Okay, have a good Thank day. You, Love you guys. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Don't drink and drive. It's Friday. Good night. <laughs> oh, okay.